Hey, a fine handle here on a Saturday morning once again, 6 to 11 o'clock, uh, following the show uh, every Saturday, Leo Laporte. That's 11 to 2. Leo's here uh, for two days, 11 to 2 today and tomorrow. And today, this afternoon, it is Neil Savager with a fork report. And as uh, always, Neil and I try to get together at least once a week to have food. Lots of it. Many different kinds of food. Lots of it. Uh, We enjoy going to uh, various restaurants and eating. Lots of it. And uh, that's this afternoon, 2 to 5. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you, you have absolutely no case Oh, is this a fun one? All right. This is here in California. It's a divorce between a billionaire bond king, a guy named Bill Gross, and his ex-wife. And uh, he lost his house uh, almost 14,000 square feet uh, in Laguna Beach to his ex-wife in the breakup. And uh, here is what she is claiming as he had to leave the house. Uh, A foul-smelling spray to leave the place a stinking mess. Uh, yeah, one of those fart sprays. And I mean a lot of it. And he put dead fish in the air vents. And she went to court uh, last week uh, claiming uh, that this is disgusting and she has been harmed. And I don't know it's necessarily harm, but, uh, you know, come on, really? So uh, she uh, she argues and won a temporary restraining order against him last week. And she has evidence of the foul play. Empty spray bottles in the trash can, for example. He left the home, which is worth as much as $36 million. And you can, if you just look up Laguna Beach and see what houses, I'm assuming, along the water are like. uh, Some of the most pricey homes in the country. That uh, he left the home in a state of utter chaos and disrepair, according to those those, uh, court papers. And uh, his reign of terror included not just the horrible odors, but his use of an army of spies to conduct nonstop monitoring of her and her family uh, members. And that's what she is uh, claiming. And she's got some evidence for sure. Uh, she has uh, photos of water damage throughout the entire house, photos of the spray bottles uh, with the putrid smells, Uh, photos of a severed cord to a uh, treadmill. Uh, And, uh, for example, they had an art installation of cats and uh, their faces scratched out. Uh, It's it's a real problem. Now, uh, he says, of course, he didn't do that. And uh, among items that she took, wow, during the divorce, a 1932 Picasso painting worth $37 million dollars. And, uh, I mean, it is crazy during the course of this divorce. So uh, there's going to be big money, big money, when uh, this thing is finalized. All right, let's take some phone calls. Hi, Alex. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Uh, Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, My mother-in-law works for an HVAC contractor out of Riverside, California. Uh, One of three of the women that worked in the office uh, wasn't feeling well. Uh, took the day off, you know, wasn't getting any better, went to the doctor, had some blood work done, found out she had cancer, uh, informed her work of this, of course. Um, This all happened, you know, within less than a month, within a few-week period. 
during that same time frame, she received a letter in the mail uh, basically stating she's been let go um, and uh, not due to the fact that she had cancer. Right. But just, you know, yeah. sorry, we, we, don't, we don't need you anymore. Right. And then also during this exact same time period, the company was bought out by a big outfit out of the Midwest. So uh, my question is, you know, is there anything she can do, or is she basically just screwed? Well, uh, yeah, she's basically screwed, and here's why. Uh, Because you're dealing with California, and California law is, uh, strangely enough for California, you wouldn't think that the state would go in that direction, but certainly in in favor of the employer who fires. If she was fired simply because of a medical problem, that is discrimination that is not allowed. But they're right. not admitting that. Just They're just saying, you know, we don't need you anymore. That's perfectly yep. legitimate. And they're going to argue okay. that it just happens to be coincidental, but we don't need you anymore. Uh, that's it. Right. They have the right to do that. Right. Well, okay, that answers that question. It's all good news, isn't it? Hey, Andrew, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, sir, good morning. Uh, quick backstory. Um, wife and I found a dream apartment. Uh, we had our daughter and at about the year mark, uh, you know, we just couldn't afford it because we had to pay for daycare. So we move out, um, about three years later, we get an opportunity to move back in the same complex. Lo and behold, the people that moved into that apartment were leaving when we got there. So we were able to get that apartment back. And ultimately, you know, the, the the maintenance man there is a really nice guy. The office, you know, they're pretty nice people. I don't want to say they're shady, but, you know, in terms of upkeep and maintenance, we're kind of on our own. I mean, that's how it was the last time we were there, but it's a beautiful place, right? So we're just kind of thinking bigger picture, really nice place, comfort's good, but I got to put in the new faucet. I got to put in the new spigot in the back. I got to repair the fence that... So um, as my girl and I have about a 10, 15-year plan, um, you know, we're going to start saving to buy. How do I protect myself with putting these upgrades in? I mean, if I'm going to fix these things, which, you know what, to be honest, I really don't mind. Then just do it. What do you mean mean, mean, protect yourself? Uh, I don't don't understand what protect yourself means. Well, like 10 years from now, let's say I've spent like 30 grand putting into this apartment well then you hear here well 30 grand that's a lot that's a lot of faucets over the next 10 years <laughs> well i want to put some grass in the back all right well, here's what okay I mean, I, there's two different there you're talking about two different issues number one is replacing broken faucets broken windows that they will not fix all right and you have two choices on that one you just let it go or you demand they fix it. If they refuse to fix, uh, fix it, you can do one of two things. You can uh, deduct whatever it costs to do this from your rent after telling them that you demand they do this and let them know that that's what you're going to do. Yes, the, sir. Okay, that's one. The other thing is new grass, etc. You don't have, uh, that's not habitability. You want to put in new grass, you just ask the manager, can I put in new grass? And if he says yes, you do it on your own, unless the manager wants to pay for it or split the costs or whatever. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter. So those are two issues. I get it. And okay. that's it. I mean, that's what you have to do. Uh, they have to fix faucets. They don't have to put in new grass. You, that uh, makes sense. Okay, that's it.
Uh, I wasn't going to go in further than that, but that's okay. All right. This is Handle on the Law. Whatever it takes. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hey, John. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. I yes. Like that. Uh, my question is, um, if, I, if my have no crime against me, but, but the police that that uh, city I live in, my wife is having an affair with a cop there, and she's reported me as something I didn't do, but they're, they're not breaking down my door or nothing, so obviously it's not too big a crime. But I can't report the crimes that she's doing. Well, what crime? Wait, wait, what crime is she doing? Um, she's embezzling money from my mother. We reported it to the to the bank. Well, first of all, it's not you. It's uh, your mother that has that should report that. Although you could theoretically report it, but uh, I I have a question. Uh, they won't let you report it. Explain I've that to, to me. Agencies. I've even gone to Internal Affairs, and they sent me to the Internal Affairs of the city that I live in. And the and the and the, and the person that answered is the one that's having the affair with my wife. So it's a, it's the police station that the town I live in is corrupt. What do I do? Well, uh, how how big a, a town is it, and how many cops are there? It's, it's, it's L.A. County. Oh, come on. And so uh, you can't go to the captain. You can't go to uh, the uh, the division commander. You can't go to any of those people? It's, it's corrupt. Sure you that. could. Yeah, of course. Let me tell you, there is no conspiracy going all the way up. Uh, not in L.A. Is it LAPD or L.A. County Sheriff? Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a city, a suburb of L.A. County. Okay, but it's, L, but it's L.A. County uh, Sheriff's Office that handles it, right? No, it's not. A, it's a city police. Okay, what city police? Uh, I don't. I'd rather not say. I'm not on the air. Why? What difference does it make? I don't. I, you're not the one. You're, you, wait, a, you're not getting any service anyway from them. What do you care? If you're accusing them of doing that, why wouldn't you accuse them on the air? Just to give me more hassle. Oh, okay, Kavina, please. Kavina. Okay, so uh, what you want to do is, well, hang on a minute, because. Uh, you're having an affair, that, or she's having an affair, that has, that's not a crime. And the fact that she's embezzling money from your mother, it's your mother that really should do it, uh, should make the complaint. So wh- how have you been harmed by... She said to my house and kill me. I, I, but I she said, wait a second, she showed up at your house and threatened to kill you? No, no. She was living with me. She, 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 burnt, she uh, put, lit, the house, uh, lit the house on fire while I was sleeping. And you I know that, it, and you know it's her. I woke up to the bed for a pass. I put the fire out. Right? It's okay. okay, hold on a minute. Did you see her? Is there any yeah. evidence? She was and she had a little dog, and she was ready to go out the door, and everything would have burned up. Okay, got it. And so when she says none of that happened, what do you say? What do you mean? What do I say? What do you, I mean? Seriously, she was doing this. She was running out the door. She had their dog. Uh, she lit the place on she's fire. When I put the fire out, she's sitting in the kitchen acting like she was bipolar. Yeah. What That's if she's? Like what if she says none of that happened, Mike? Why should they? Why should they believe you and not her? I'm just curious. And you're That's accusing. And you're accusing. And you're. Ac- and you're accusing her of a crime, of, a felony. My mom's will. That's what they want. So they want to get rid of me to take my mom's will at three houses. All right, Mike, Mike, Mike. And how do you know that? Because I've got all of her logs. You've got all of her, what, logs? 
Yeah. I don't even know what a, I don't even know what a log is. Excuse me. I, what is a log? Her, all her like her data logs everything. She she writes it all down. She saves everything. Okay, so you have uh, written proof that she has written like a diary. Yeah, correct. And correct. it and it says that she is going to burn the house down and kill you because she wants the will. Not no, not in those exact words. No. Okay, and what what does she admit to, Mike? <laughs> Everything I just told you. Uh, got- but you but you said it's not in those exact words. What does she admit to in that diary? Uh, okay, I mean- exactly. You're an idiot. Okay. Thank you very much. All right? I wouldn't believe a word you say anyway. All right? As a matter of fact, as soon as you called up, you know what I would do is I'd put you on speaker and I'd turn to everybody else in the, uh, in the station and go, hey, listen to this, guys. Okay, here we go. Uh, Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome. Hi. Yes. How you doing? Oh, yes, sir. Sorry about that. That's okay. So my sister-in-law is getting a divorce yes or is planning on getting a divorce <clears throat> she would like to protect her soon to become inheritance from her family uh and she wants to prevent her soon-to-be ex-husband from getting any of that stuff. she doesn't she doesn't have to worry about a thing mike okay so Inher- inheritance is hers the inheritance is hers it belongs to her she can do whatever she wants to it goes to her it doesn't go to anybody else it's oh, all. It's so all. It's already there. All the protections are there. The only she she wants to do or should do is take that money and never put it into any account or any piece of property that's not hers individually. Okay, that's and the only thing the, she has to do. And if the families or if her parents trust uh, names her uh, and her husband, is that then they split it? Then or? yes, yes. In that case, if he's named as a beneficiary, he gets money. Okay. It's not complicated, okay. and it's how much do they does uh, does the money go to both of them? Does it go to them because they're married? And by the way, as soon as the divorce happens, uh, that's done because she's no longer he's no longer her husband. Okay. So All right, but that, if but if it says it goes to her and her husband, now if it goes to her and whatever his name is, Joe Smith, and it doesn't matter if they're married or not, then no, then the answer is no. You you know what her parents have to do? She has to call her parents and go. Do you want my ex to have some money? And, right. and if the answer is no, uh, how much money are we talking about here, Mike? Just a couple million dollars. Estate. couple million dollars. How about going to an attorney, right? How about going <laughs> to a trust and estate uh, attorney for a couple of million dollars? You think that's worth getting an expert? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, but thanks for calling a guy who's never written a will in his life. Uh, no, that's not true. I, well, I have physically not written. I go to my trust and estate lawyer uh, because he knows what he's talking about, and I don't. Uh, there we go. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM six forty. More simulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Maggie, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Okay. Well, I have a neighbor I've lived next door to for over 20 years. I've always had an issue for little things. Ten years ago, they got a rescue donkey, and that donkey started braying 
every all the time, day and night. I what, you want to hear what it sounds like? Sure. <laughs> now wait a sec. Uh, are you Mag- are, are you doing that sound, Maggie? Doing that sound because I learned to know how oh, it sounds okay. over ten years. Okay, so that was that was you impersonating the donkey. Is that correct? Yes, impersonating okay. the donkey. All right, Got, have you have you contacted America? Ha, America's Got Talent yet? Uh, no, not yet. I would consider I, that. I don't want to give up my day job. Oh, okay. Well, you can. I, all right. So, uh, what's your question? Well, I went to animal control, and well, but anyway, this donkey died ten years ago, and they deliberately said that because it bothered me and they hate me so much. They went out and got another donkey, and now there's a new donkey that's been living there for the past six years, and it's doing the same problem. So, what is it, what it, uh, Maggie? What does it sound like? Come on, give me, uh, give me another one and see if it's any different. Okay, the, the second one, maybe it's a younger one, so it'll be a little more. Okay, okay what does it sound like? <laughs> okay. You know, you, you you're a winner on America's Got Talent. You know that. I mean, I'm just telling you a dead a dead winner on that. All right. So they got a donkey six years ago that's braying like crazy. So what is your question, Maggie? I had a realtor about because I want to sell my house now. I've lived there long enough and I want to move. She was sitting there as she went over the house, said everything's beautiful. This donkey started braying. She said, "What the heck is that?" All right. That? So said, you can't sell the house. Okay. Uh, okay, I get it. I get it. That's a, that's an interesting problem you have. Okay, so what is happening is you have a diminution diminution of your property due to an animal next door. Also, uh, you have a uh, a noise issue that's just just plain old noise uh, that uh, that that interferes with uh, your ability to live. In your place without it being, with, it interferes with your ability to live uh, yes, comfortably. I'm, okay, so, all right, so there's a couple of things. Uh, first of all, uh, do you have a hardware store near you? Yes. Okay, uh, you go to, the, right next to the rat poison is donkey poison. Okay. Okay, so you want to look at that. The boxes are a little bit bigger, uh, but I understand that that works pretty well. Uh, well you. You, animal lover. Uh, okay. I'm an animal lover. Oh, God, that, that's I, not good. I'm thinking about her. I don't want to give it to the donkey. I'd like to give it to them. Yes, no, I understand that. So, um, an animal control won't do anything. I mean, you could file a motion to shut that donkey up, and they have a duty to shut that donkey up. I mean, they, they do. Said, I took them to. I took. I went to file a complaint. And they said unless or unless there's more than one neighbor complaining. It's an issue between you and her, and okay. it's a personal issue, and you need to get your own attorney. Well, that may be the case. Maggie, that may be the case, where you have to have an attorney uh, file a motion to have them shut that donkey up. And part of it also okay. is the diminution of uh, or the loss of value of your house. If it turns out that you would have sold your house uh, for X number of dollars, and you get the real estate agent to say the house is unsaleable because of the donkey, that's another cause of action where you can okay. go you can go against them for those damages. Okay. All right. So okay. you're going to need a, uh, a donkey-hating attorney. 
Uh, and uh, there's plenty of theirs. As a matter of fact, go to handleonthelaw.com, the website, and uh, we have a lot of specialties on there. And I think we have one that is uh, a guy specializes in uh, donkey law. And you want the one that hates donkeys. All right. Sally. Hi. Yes, Thanks ma'am. For taking my call. Sure. I have two cases. Can I pop them by you? Sure. Okay, first case. Um, my home was foreclosed on. And it was sold at an auction. Um, when the new owners contacted me, they wanted keys for cash, cash for keys. Um, I made an agreement with a manager of theirs. They sent over papers. I signed the papers. They never signed the papers back and sent it back to me. During this negotiation with their manager, they filed an unlawful detainer. I answered the unlawful detainer, went to court, long story short, at the end of the court case, the new owners decide not to pay me cash for keys. I want to sue them for this amount. And yeah, and you have it, uh, okay, do you have it in writing, Sally? Well, what I have in writing is the amount that the manager said that they were going to pay me. Right, and that's in writing, they correct? they never signed it. Yeah, so they never, they never so Sally, it. they never agreed to that. So if you don't have a, a signature of theirs, uh, they're going to argue we never agreed to it. And the manager was not authorized to represent us, in, uh, represent us in this situation. So you're kind of out of luck on that one. It's about suing them. Maybe you can sue okay. the manager. Maybe. But you certainly can't sue them. Okay. What about if it's in the stipulation? Well, but if they didn't sign it and they didn't stipulate to it, there's nothing there. You have to, in order to have an agreement, both sides have to agree, Sally. Okay, but the emails that we went back and forth, he did agree to it. Who, but the manager? Yeah. That, but the manager doesn't have the authority. Was, it doesn't matter. The well, manager doesn't have the authority. The manager can't sign on their behalf unless they agree that he had the authority. And they're, yes, not going, Bill, and they're not going to. Yes, Bill, they did, because I have the manager stating that he is representative. I understand, the but they're going to say no. And okay. they didn't okay. and they didn't sign it. See, that's the problem. Now you can argue agency, maybe. So you sue them both, Sally. How much money are you talking about? Well, I want to sue them for more than what we agreed on because you're, you're not gonna get that. Yeah, what economic okay. damage other than the amount that you were supposed to get? What other economic damage? Okay, because of the breach of contract that they had with me, uh, I am currently homeless. You would have been homeless anyway, time. Sally. You would you would have been homeless because they would have handed you some money, you gave them the keys. Okay. You, you're homeless anyway. You're, you have no place to go. And so whether you're uh, whether they throw you out or you agree to leave, if you give me some money, you still are homeless. Okay. What's your What's your next question? The next The next case is that um, the bank foreclosed on my home when I was in agreement with them to send all my documents they send me paper that they receive my documents they review they're reviewing my documents if anything is missing they will contact me within that time within that letter frame they sold the house while they have my documents yeah what what, what documents okay you know how you do the loan modification yeah it was it was loan modification document yes and they took it well yeah yeah, sally unfortunately you don't have um uh, you don't have a right to a loan modification. It's up to them. 
Uh, now, there may be some laws out there where, uh, and I don't know, there may be some case law that says once you're in negotiation, once they've accepted, uh, you've agreed that there will be a loan mount modification, or they said, same as send us the paperwork, uh, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off the, uh, the, uh, uh, we'll hold off the foreclosure. But short of that, uh, I, I don't know. Incidentally, uh, you're the loan modification. What were you asking for? What kind of modification? Oh, I think she hung up. Okay. I made most of that up, by the way. I just wanted to let you know. I mean, a lot of it. This is Handle on the Law. And uh, welcome back. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. Uh, Pleasure having you here. And this is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Sherry, or is that Cherie? Yes, it is. Okay, is it Sherry or Cherie? It's Cherie. Hi, Cherie. What can I do for you? Well, I purchased some tickets, 10 tickets for a Clippers game. It was in a suite. They said they came with uh, a food voucher, a $25 food voucher per ticket and a parking pass. I get the tickets, and it's only the tickets. I call them up. I say, hey, where's my food voucher? They say, like, oh, where did you see that? Well, I saw that on the advertisement online. Okay, so you when you bought the tickets, you uh, there wasn't a an order, was there a uh, a written uh, purchase order that said what you get for whatever price? Yes, it was. Okay, and was the food on that price? It said the food vouchers included. Yes, and it says that in writing, not in the advertising. I'm talking no, about. No, it's, okay, so when you buy the tickets and it's and you could like you can hit sweet. It says sweet, and in the sweet it tells you you get this, you get this. Oh, it's right this. there. Okay, yeah. got it. And mm-hmm. uh, so they didn't give you the food, and they didn't and give you then the parking. When I got the parking pass. They sent me the parking pass as a consolation, I guess. So I get there and try to use the parking pass. And somebody told the parking attendant tells me it's been resold. It's already been used. Okay, well that gets easy. Uh, where uh, did you have to park? I parked there and I just paid the amount. $30. Okay, that's easy. Okay, so here's what you have: you have a claim for the parking pass and you have a claim for the twenty-five bucks per ticket. That's it. That's your lawsuit. But where do I, but when small I claims. To get the parking pass? They small said, claims. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, it's small. It's not cl- us. Yeah, well, I don't care. I don't care. They sold it on their website. Uh-huh. You bought it from someone, and that is, I'm assuming the Clippers organization, that said you get a parking pass. Right. They can't say, well, it's not us, and no, they can't do that. Okay. So you're fine. You have a small claims court against the Clippers, and, well, the Clippers actually are doing okay. So I can't argue why the Clippers. Uh, there was a time when they couldn't pay me to go to a Clippers game. It was so bad. Omar. Hi, Omar. Hi, how are you doing? Yes, sir. Hey, I have a question. Um, basically, I was involved in a car accident about a couple of weeks ago. And um, basically, it was three drivers. Driver one, it was basically stopped in the middle of the road with a broken uh, suspension. There was another car, driver two, which kind of stopped behind him. And I moved to my right. I swerved to my right because... You know, he just jumped right in front of me. Yeah, I don't I care. Him. I don't care. Who? Just tell me who's and at I fault and who is not. Driver number two was his fault, according to the CHP. Okay, and so I you got him. someone who's driver number two, and bo- I guess both of you, uh, driver number one and three, have uh, a case against uh, driver uh, number two. Okay, so you got someone at fault in this three-car collision. All right, what's your question? 
Yeah, can I sue him? Sure. He have any insurance. If he doesn't have any insurance, of course you can sue him. He's liable. However, if he doesn't have any insurance, how much money do you think he has? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, you're going to spend some money suing him, and at the end of it, Omar, I mean, you're going to get a judgment, but is it worth it if he has no money? Right. I mean, that's your... It, can I sue my insurance? Can you sue your insurance? No. Do, <clears throat> no. What you do... Is uh, do you have? Uh, I just wanted to make you feel good about uh, how not you don't sue the guy. But do you have underinsured motors? Do you have comprehensive? Yeah. Okay. Oh, then you go against your own insurance company. You don't go against them. You make a claim. Yeah, and- no, I made a claim, but they want me to. They want me to pay my truck because they total lost my truck. Okay. They want to give me very little money for. My then you truck. are. Then you argue with them. And uh, okay. you go to uh, Edmonds or you go to the Blue Book and find out what your car is worth. And they're, if they're offering you less, you say no. And you just have okay. a conversation with them. And then if they really will not agree to give you either the full value of your truck or of your car at the moment the accident happened, then if you have to, you sue them. So what? Are, how, much oh. is, how, much is your, uh, how much is your car uh, worth? Uh, what, what I think is worth it because I've seen all the car, all the trucks like similar to mine, and they want to give me fifty nine hundred. Okay, and how much you think it's worth? Uh, I would say it's worth about seven thousand. All right, and how? And is it based on uh, you think it's worth seven thousand based on what? On condition of the vehicle and the miles. All right, and have you looked at Edmonds or Blue Book? Uh, yes, I have. And what do they say for a car with your mileage, and you can argue in the and and the condition it was in? What do they say? Uh, uh well, it's, it's about it's about seven thousand between seven seven to seventy five hundred. Ah, okay. So now you have that. Now you've got some proof. Now you make the claim, and you send in. Uh, hey, here is uh, the proof. Here's what it cost. Here's the value. It's Edmonds. It's uh, the Blue Book. It's uh, whatever other organization uh, that classifies these cars. Have you done that with your insurance company? Uh, no, basically, I, I basically I did. Uh, I what what do you mean, basically you did? Hold on, hold on. Did you or did you not submit the value from these uh, companies that value vehicles? Well, I haven't submitted the value, but I talked to the, the adjuster. Yeah, forget about talking. Yeah, forget about talking. Submit and then talk. Not yet. Okay, you have to submit so you have a basis for arguing how the car's worth seven thousand instead of fifty nine hundred. Okay. All right, you're also going to have to pay your deductible. You know that. Correct. Okay, so there you go. You know, how do you argue with them if you haven't submitted any proof? You can't just say I think it's worth. You know, I paid. Let's say I paid forty thousand dollars for my car. I've had it for three years. And uh, I've got uh, sixty thousand miles on it. I think it's worth thirty-eight thousand dollars. All right, this is handle on the law. KFI handle here on a uh, Saturday, right after this show. Leo Laporte, eleven to two o'clock. Uh, he's on today and tomorrow. Neil Savedra with report two to five at six o'clock. Mo Kelly and uh, Mo is on from six to eight today and tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, you wake up to Elizabeth Espinoza and she's on at five o'clock, uh, five to six, followed by Jesus, who is on six to nine, followed by 
our newest show, Dean Sharp and the House Whisperer. Always uh, actually a tremendous show. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. And this is one out of Georgia in which the court said, the appeals court said, you do have a case. And the question is, is Snapchat liable for a car accident that happened while a driver was showing off her high speed with a photo filter? Uh, In 2015, Wentworth Maynard was behind the wheel of his gray Mitsubishi Outlander when it was hit by a speeding Mercedes. Uh, Maynard, an Uber driver, suffered permanent brain damage and filed a lawsuit uh, be, uh, against, uh, against Snapchat because the Mercedes driven by Crystal McGee, 18 years old, hit the speeds. I mean, it was 107 miles an hour when the impact occurred. Hit the speeds because she was trying to achieve a high speed to overlay on top of a Snapchat photo, which is what Snapchat offers. Uh, There was a passenger in her car and an affidavit, and I think this had a lot to do with it. I looked in the front, saw Crystal holding her phone. I told her I was pregnant and asked her to slow down, and she said she was just trying to get the car to 100 miles an hour to post it on Snapchat, and she said, I'm about to post it. And just as that was happening, uh, the Mitsubishi, uh, the, the, the Mitsubishi pulled out of the apartment complex, and she never saw the SUV, and uh, the Mercedes hit at 107 miles per hour. Now, her lawyer argued uh, that, or I'm talking about his lawyer, this the Uber driver's lawyer, argued that Snapchat was nef- negligent in offering these virtual trophies to users who uploaded the pictures using the speed filter. How fast are you going? And then you have your photo. Uh, the company argued it was immune because there is a legal safe harbor provision that prevents internet service providers from being held liable for what the users do online. Okay. And the lower court agreed with Snapchat. The three-judge panel, the appellate panel said, oh, no, 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 this immunity does not apply. Why? Because there was no third-party content for Snapchat to say it's not responsible for someone else uh, putting something or using something. Oh, no. There was no third-party content uploaded to Snapchat at the time of the accidents. So uh, Maynard uh, doesn't seek to hold Snapchat liable for publishing a snap by a third party that utilizes a speed filter. It's saying that Snapchat itself is liable for its conduct, not a third party. Why? Because its conduct is creating the filter itself and its failure to warn users that the filter could encourage speeding and be unsafe. So uh, the the case now goes back to the trial court where the case is to be uh, heard. So the judge in the lower lower court was wrong in tossing it out, uh, and that is invoking the immunity clause and saying, oh, no, this is going to go forward. So I think it's a winner for uh, the Uber driver personally. Let's take some phone calls. Uh, Sam. Hello, Sam. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, well, I guess I start. Yes, you start. 
Yeah. Um, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, working with this gardening company that uh, I was working in my backyard. So um, I give them a, uh, a description of everything. I show them where all the plants are and whatnot. And uh, I had just finished working on my uh, water system, my sprinkling system. So I leave for the week. And when I come back, my, my, my entire system is just, I wouldn't say destroyed, but it's, it's extremely battered, and it wouldn't even work. So I had to call my water guy and have it completely fixed. Okay, what did, so, that, what did that cost you? It cost me about $800. All right, and did you uh, tell the landscape company, I'd like you to pay up $800 for this? Yes, I did. And they, the said, is, and they said no? Yes. Okay, that's easy. So what's your question? The thing is, is um, a neighbor down the street also worked with the same company, and he had the exact same problem. So I don't know if I need to let the landscape company know that these specific workers are doing something. Or no, I... no, no. You don't have to let them know anything. What you want is your money. And that's it. You want the $800 that it costs you to fix it. And if they say no, you go, hey, you can take it to a small claims judge. And you bring in the other guy. If the judge will allow him as a witness, which certainly helps your case, mm-hmm. that's it. Small claims, you're done. Tell it to a judge. Uh, hello, Sam. Morning. Yes, sir. Uh, this week, um, I was changing a water outlet in my kitchen in my apartment, uh, which I share a common wall with my neighbor. I had the water shut off. I removed the uh, spigot. And went down to Home Depot to match it and then replace it. In that period of time that I was gone, my neighbor walked out his front door, walked over into my area in the front of my door, and turned my water back on, completely flooding my downstairs of my apartment. Okay. Now, uh, based on that, of course, he's responsible. Now, uh, has he, number one, admitted it? Yes, he has admitted it. Okay. And so your question is? My question is, what recourse do I have? Well, I'm assuming you're... How much damage are you talking about? Uh, I'm figuring with the down cabinets, the baseboards, all that, probably about $10,000. Okay. Uh, You've got a couple of choices here. Uh, You can uh, make a claim and see if his insurance would pay. Probably not. Uh, You go against your insurance because you're covered for all of this, or you decide just simply to sue him for $10,000. It's your call. Okay. Of course he's responsible. Now, do you want insurance to cover it, or do you want a judgment against your neighbor? Well, why would my insurance cover it since I wasn't the one that did it? doesn't matter. If uh, someone lights a fire and you didn't do it, uh, you're the one. Uh, your insurance covers it. Someone slams, uh, you have a, a car that slams into your garage and causes $5,000 worth of damage. You didn't do it, but that's Got what insurance... But, but why would my insurance company be more inclined to cover it? If because they have to. Because your insurance company has to cover it. That's your agreement. The other insurance company, certainly, they don't have a duty to pay you off at all. They can say, no, thank you, and you're fighting them. Okay. See the difference? Yeah, I do. Uh, Do I get my uh, landlord's uh, insurance involved in this? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Now, do you have renter's insurance? Uh, Yes, I do. Okay. So look at your policy. My guess is it probably would cover... Now, it would. I don't know if it covers cabinets or not, so maybe the, and I haven't read your policy, maybe it's uh, just furniture, et cetera. Does it cover uh, 
cabinets or, or anything that's attached to the walls. I don't know. Uh, if he has uh, homeowners or renters insurance, that may cover it. So there's a lot of different ways to go. Uh, but the last thing you want to do is sue him, but you may have to. Okay. And then that's your neighbor, and you get to be neighbors, and it's not Mr. Rogers. Won't you be my neighbor? You No, no, I don't want to be your neighbor. No, you sued me, and you got a judgment. I have to pay you. No, I don't want to be your neighbor. This is KFI AM 640. We're stimulating talk. Bill Handel, Saturday morning. And welcome back to Handle on the Law. Hey, Shannon. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. How yes, are you? Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? So my question is, um, I'm pregnant with my second child. I did not carry my first child. My wife did. And when she was born, I was listed as the second parent on the birth certificate. But we did not go through a second parent adoption. We've been advised both ways that we needed to or didn't need to. And I was wondering, now that I'm having a second, if it's something we should consider doing with either children. Okay. You're talking about putting your name and her name uh, as parents on the birth certificate. Yeah. So both of us are listed on my first daughter's birth certificate, but we did not do an adoption process at all. Well, uh, you don't need an adoption because you're the parents. So you don't. That's I don't think question. so. No, because you're considered legally the parents of the child because there you are on the birth certificate. And California accepts that, that uh, at the presumption is uh, that uh, you are mom and mom. Now, the question is, I'm assuming you guys are Lebanese, right? <laughs> Not quite. Well, no, you, come on. Yeah, you, of course you are. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, the, uh, what was I going to say? I just was going off on that joke, and it uh, didn't quite work out <laughs> the way I wanted to. Uh, now, uh, you're, this is California, and you're considered, yeah. uh, you're considered the parents, and... Uh, it's, uh, you know, you didn't need an adoption, and I'm trying to think of where I was going to go with that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I can't think of anything else. Uh, it's just easier if you both have uh, the parent's name, because if it turns out uh, that uh, one parent, uh, let's say if uh, your name is not on the birth certificate and you're mm-hmm. the one that wants to take the child overseas and there are different mm-hmm. names, uh, it's it can get problematic. Legally, it doesn't matter a whole lot. It's just procedural. Uh, so you're referring to the last name at this point? Uh, yeah, I'm referring to the last okay. name because, uh, oh, you're talking about, no, if, if you're talking about, are you each? I never changed my last yeah, name. Yeah, then you're okay. Then you're okay. And the birth certificate says parent, right? It does. All it right. originally said father, and then that was corrected about six months after she was born and we received a corrected birth certificate. Right, because you can do that in California. Boy, California. Yeah. This, if you happen to be of uh, the Lebanese extraction or uh, a gay person who happens to be male, uh, then uh, this is the place to do it. California is definitely the place to do it. You go to places like Louisiana uh, or Arkansas, even admitting you're gay, you get shot. Uh, so... <laughs> This this is very good. lucky. Yeah, you're now, yeah, and that's like that could never be contested, no matter what. No, who's going to contest in. it? Okay. Now, no well, one, no know. one is going to get. Now, theoretically, well, there was a sperm donor involved, correct? Yeah. Okay. Now, 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 we're going to get interesting in terms of uh, the sperm donor issue. Was the sperm donation done through a doctor, or did you guys do it yourself with a uh, turkey baster? It was done through a doctor. You're fine then. The law is very, okay. that law is super clear on that one. Uh, and that is uh, the sperm donor law, that if it's done through a doctor, then the donor is considered a donor. And that's it. Having absolutely no rights to even come in and argue 
that there is uh, the connection and therefore uh, this is a child of mine. Therefore, I want uh, custody. I want visitation. That's all done. And on the other hand, you can't go after him for support, which you never would anyway. Yeah, no. Who makes the mo- By the way, who makes more money, you or her? Her. Oh, so you did well. Are you guys married, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. We got married right when we first became legal, even though we had our wedding years before, but we got married. Yeah, right I know. I've, I've been a couple of those where you, everybody holds hands around a tree and you sing Kumbaya <laughs> and there's nothing legal about it. I've been to a few of those. And I've also been to a few uh, legitimate gay uh, uh, weddings. Not that gay weddings are not legitimate. I'm talking about legally legitimate. Well, yeah. anyway, congratulations. Uh, good for you. you. Okay. Take care. Thank you so much. Take All right. Care. Bye. Uh, yeah, I mean, we make no value judgment at home. Uh, my girls, uh, if uh, they were gay, I, I would have absolutely, I mean, no problem. I mean, I disown them, but I uh, have uh, absolutely no problem. I've been such a fanatic about gay rights for so long. Matter of fact, not only, okay, let me go on and go the reverse of that. Not only am I fine if my daughters uh, were lesbians. I want them to be lesbians. I'm forcing them to be lesbians. I'm begging them to be lesbians. All right, uh, Bill. Bill, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. Yes. My question is, I broke my axle driving down Hill Street in Los Angeles uh, where I hit what was a repair on the road that is essentially a speed bump that's absolutely undistinguishable from the road. And I'm assuming the city's going to deny my claim. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely the city's going to deny your claim. So my question is, when I take them to small claims, my insurance company's telling me that it's a, um, a collision and not comprehensive. And so my insurance, I'll lose my good driver benefit, and it could go up anywhere from three to $400. Wait a second. If it's not your fault, how are you going to lose the benefits? Um. The California law apparently is that if you hit anything in the middle of the road, uh, example that they gave me when I called the insurance commission was that if a boulder rolls down and hits your car, that's comprehensive. But if you hit a boulder on the street, then now it's that's your responsibility to be in control of your car. Well, uh, and that may be the case if you can see the boulder. But what you're saying is uh, it was a speed, it was effectively a defect in the road that you could not see. And if that's the that's case, correct. and if you're going to argue that and the insurance company tries to jack up your rates and, and, and says that you were an at-fault, uh, it was an at-fault situation, first of all, you, let's say you get the judgment against the city, you send it in, you go, hey, they're responsible, not me. Here is the judgment. I think you should be okay. And uh, if it turns out the insurance company dings you, it's time to go to another insurance company and cancel your policy and start look- I understand. and start looking around for insurance companies that won't ding you. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to, to uh, believe that an insurance company would effectively say a not at fault driver gets dinged. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, then you either have a stupid agent or you have an insurance company you want nothing to do with. And uh, welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel, Saturday morning. And welcome to Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice when I tell you you have absolutely no case. All right, Antonio, welcome to Handel on the Law. Hey, good morning, mister. Good morning. Yes, sir. 
Okay, I have a problem with an insurance decision and a collision that my daughter was involved with. Uh, they, they're putting 20% at fault on her. Okay. And for me, it's really plain and simple. They're, the other driver failed to yield. Now, their allegations are that my, my daughter was supposed to be able to avoid the collision and that she was speeding, but there was no police report, so how do they, you know, how do they... Yeah, that, and that's that's a good question. How do they come up with this? I understand, and that's the question you want to ask. I asked them, and he said, they're, they're you know, firm on, hey, we're not reversing this decision. Oh, no, you, uh, you here's what you have to do. You've got to... You, all right. You, okay, Antonio, you have to appeal it within the yeah. system. They have an appeal system, and they can say no. Uh, that's the way it goes. My daughter had one of those. Also, where she was at fault, and we were able to reverse that based on very similar situation where the uh, in, in the adjuster just automatically assumed my daughter, daughter was at fault, and we came up and said, but here is the evidence that she's not at fault. And so they had already paid the guy on the other side who made the claim, but we didn't care. They reversed it. So what you want to do is go to a supervisor. I, I did, and they're it's saying, funny. and they're saying, and they're saying no, right? Yeah, he he's he's not reversing anything. Then, I, okay, I, so what's your question, Antonio? Do I have a case? No, I don't. Nope. There wasn't any injuries or nothing, so Doesn't no matter. lawyer is going to take my case. Oh God, no! Of course, no lawyer is going to take your case. So you just keep trying with the insurance. You can try, uh, but once they've said no a few times, they said no. Now, in terms of the increase in uh, what I would do, in terms of the increase of um, the uh, insurance policy, what do you say, three, four hundred dollars a month? Uh, I'd sue, or I'd go someplace. See, you just go ahead and know, you go to another insurance company is the way to do it because they have the right. Insurance is not a right. You know, they can do whatever they want and say we're attributing twenty percent because we feel under these circumstances and it's going to work. Uh, yeah, what's the bottom line? Don't let your driver, your daughter, drive. You know, it's just that simple. First of all, the whole concept of women driving is ridiculous anyway. I have no idea why they've ever let women have driver's license. Keith. Hello, Keith. Hello, Bill. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I work for a, a auto hauling um, company. Okay. And uh, I pull cars for, um, for uh, our drivers at uh, auto auctions. And I was accused by a security supervisor for stealing keys, and, and they, they don't have proof. And I've done I've done nothing wrong. Yeah. And I've been I've been banned from two auctions here in Southern California, so they're basically taking money away from me. Yeah. Well, they're doing is blackballing you is what they're doing. Right. Exactly. Uh... I, I mean, I can still do something, but. Um, I, I don't know if I have a case or not. Well, I mean, you might uh, because there's no proof, but they have a right to, uh, even if they suspect that you're stealing, uh, they have a right to fire you. Uh, yeah, but well, I, I don't. I don't work for the auction directly. I work for an auto uh, auto hauling company. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They have a right to fire you under uh, for almost any reason. They can fire you for no reason, Keith. They can ban me for no reason. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the banning part is uh, there may be an argument that that's interference with contractual relations because of, and maybe that's even defamation because what they're doing is stopping you from working. They have the right to fire you, but uh -huh. do they have a right to make sure you don't uh, work in the industry? Maybe not. But, Keith, I mean, this that's a lawsuit, man. That's, uh, you know, that's a restraining order, and it's just, it's crazy. 
It really is. You're going to need a lawyer and uh, lawyers. You're not going to get one on contingency. And lawyers are hundreds of dollars an hour. Yeah. And it's just, it's a drag. It really is. One of the things about okay. California is uh, under these circumstances, uh, people have a right to get fired. I remember one judge saying that uh, that uh, they have a right to fire you for any reason or no reason uh, as long as you're not being fired because of ethnicity, religion, uh, gender, you know, the, the big protected uh, areas. You know, I think it's the big five or big six. That's a different issue, and it's even gotten worse uh, because there was a Supreme Court case in California that said even if you are discriminated against uh, for being a Hispanic or a Muslim or a Catholic, uh, usually that would do it. But if there is any other reason that was also used, tough, you're, tough beans, you're done. <coughs> Michael, welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir. Um, my question for you is this. My wife and I have been married for about 10 years. Uh, we're looking at a breakup. We're still the best of friends. We don't want to go through the hassle of the attorneys and the whole divorce agreement. I understand, though, sir, that there is a, a way in the state of California to say this is yours, this is mine, very simple paperwork. I was wondering what that's called and what it costs. Okay, well, first of all, um, uh, you don't have to, there is no delay in saying this is mine, this is yours. When you file the original paperwork, you put down, there are no assets to split up, there's no custody to deal with. It's just that you put no, 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 no. So it just becomes a straight, simple divorce with no issues. Now, there there is a delay, a six-month delay from the time you file until you're actually granted the divorce, and that is uh, that's statutory. It's got an interlocutory decree. Uh, decree, I think, is what they call it. That's the only. Okay. That's the only delay. And you, if it's that easy, you just go on the internet and do it. It'll cost you a couple hundred bucks. Oh, really? I can yeah. get the paperwork and all that. Yeah, yeah. You go to uh, one of those internet companies, and uh, you know they give you the services for they do divorce, they do wills, any of those, and just fill out the paperwork, file it. Uh, you'll pay $150 for the forms, probably, and it'll probably cost you another maybe three, $400 in filing fees, and that's mm-hmm. it, and you're done. Wow, that's yeah. outstanding. Yeah, good for you. And the, the magic here, as he was saying, it's an amicable divorce, and they both realize why pay, why pay money for a lawyer. Uh, I have a very dear friend of mine who had a hugely successful business, uh, he and he created it with his wife, but one day he wakes up and she just bails out for 17 years. Just bails to this day doesn't know why, and she went and hired the most expensive law t- firm in uh, the city, and uh, then it started. And he told her, you know, it's gonna all we're gonna do is pay for the lawyers. And we're still going to split everything 50-50, which is exactly what happened. And the lawyers got millions of dollars. Millions. Larry. Larry, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, I have a question. I have a student loan. I was with a uh, company that was supposed to be helping me find to a company to pay back my student loan. I found out this company I was with since 2016. Uh, got a letter in the mail. They want to do a wage garnishment on my, you know, pay. Okay, hold um, on a minute. Wait, 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 Larry. Uh, so you go to a company that's supposed to help you with a student loan? Yeah, I went into default. 
And when I went into default, um, I went into default with a company. So you get those. Wait, wait, wait. How do wait, wait, wait? You went into default with the not the company that was helping you to uh, somehow rearrange your student loan, correct? No, no, I wasn't in a default with them. No, it was one of these Obama forgiveness programs. Okay, I called them up. I was paying fifty dollars a month. And basically, they were supposed to help me find a company. All right, so, okay, and they didn't do that. And how much did you pay this company? I was paying them $50 a month. How much did you end up paying them? Well, I mean, I was with them for three years. All right, three years and uh, 50 bucks a month, so that's, uh, what, 600 So you're out about $1,800, right? Uh, no. So this company that I guess been looking for me since 2016. Now, which which company, Larry, are the, is, is the company the people that you owe the money to? No, this is a new company. They're called Act. Okay, hold on. Is this is this the company that represents or is part of the money you owe money to? There's two companies you're talking about, Larry, and I'm confused. There's a company. Yeah, so, there's a company that you owe money to on a student loan, and there's a company that promised to help you deal with it. Which of the companies are going after you? The well. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to go out to the company that promised to help me with my student loan. Okay, and I asked you, and you said you're paying $50 a month for three yeah. years. That's about $1,800. And I said, so you're out about $1,800, and you said no. So I'm, well, I'm confused. Because the new company just slapped $10,000 in fees on me. What new company? Yes. Okay, thank you. It's been a great phone call. Thank you so much. This is when I walk into management and I say, you're not paying me enough. I want to raise right now for hosting Handle on the Law. And I mean now, get out the paycheck or take out, get out the, uh, the checkbook right now. This is Handle on the Law. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? This is... KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday. Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Oh, hi, Maria. Welcome to Handel on the Law. If my Upon my husband's death, if his family lies on the death certificate and lists him as a divorce, can that affect me getting my pension? Uh, yeah, I mean, it could, but you can straighten that out because uh, wherever you, you, what you have to do is deal with a pension company and uh, submit a death certificate and say that this is incorrect. As a matter of fact, you don't, you don't call it a lie, Maria. What you do is simply say, this is incorrect. Here is uh, our uh, marriage certificate. And there is no divorce certificate because I was not divorced. There was simply an error made on the death certificate. Gotcha. And just uh, and just be really and don't accuse anybody of anything. Just gotcha. you know, they blew it. They made a mistake. Uh, here's my proof. Well, but how do I prove a negative? Well, it, but they because uh, you you under penalty of perjury you provide the uh, certainly the marriage certificate and. Then you and I don't know if they're going to uh, if they are going to uh, ask for a statement under the penalty of perjury, and you say there is no divorce. Gotcha. Check it out. That it's easy. You can pull a divorce certificate in three seconds off the internet. Oh, great! And you just tell the pension people run the internet, run an internet search. There is no divorce. Great. 
Thank you for All telling right. me not to say it's a lie. That oh, really yeah. Helps. Uh, yeah. You don't want to get into a whole contentious thing because it's just it's just so much easier. So much easier. Uh, Joanne. Uh, hi, Joanne. Welcome. Hi. I live in a community of 60 homes, and we have an HOA, and about 14 of the homeowners to have their children play in the streets, and their children ride bikes and razors. And um, without helmets, and they play in between cars. Is so this wait a second? Is this on the street or is it in the uh, in the actual community? Pardon me. Is it on the street or is it in the community? It's in it's in the community. Okay. On the street in the community. Got it. And, and that, that street is private property. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. And it's owned by the community. It's owned by the Correct. the homeowner association. All right. Yes. And, uh, and is it is? It, let me ask you how you're affected by that. Well, I, um, I've almost hit three or four kids because there's only one entrance in and one entrance, you know, one entrance in. I've almost hit three or four kids. Okay. And last week I ride a Harley, too, and they were playing chicken. And so okay. I... Okay, I got it. I got it. So, okay, so they're doing, uh, they're, they're doing egregious things. You've yeah. contacted the HOA, right? Yes. Okay. So, Multiple times. Not all right. So here's oh, so here's what I would do is I would uh, send a lawyer letter. Now, this may cost you a couple of bucks. I don't know what a lawyer is going to charge you that does a, a, just a simple letter uh, putting them on notice. In other words, uh, you're telling the director saying you are now put on notice that this is going on. It's an unsafe condition. Here is what happened. It has happened multiple times. And in the event that someone is hurt, uh, you have been notified that this situation is going on and you have not done anything to ameliorate it. Now these directors are looking at personal liability. Now now okay. it gets interesting because you're bringing it right home to them, effectively saying, hey, uh, here is what you're allowing to happen. Someone is going to get hurt and you don't, you can't deny it later on saying we didn't know. Now, as far as the personal liability, I, I don't know uh, if uh, they, uh, if the directors uh, are immune under uh, California law because uh, every uh, every state has a different law regarding HOAs. Uh, but there may be a situation where it goes simply beyond uh, directors' insurance, for example, uh, that covers the directors uh, and. The insurance, and you may want to say this in the letter, this is why you want an HOA, uh, why you want uh, a lawyer who deals with HOAs, uh, even saying in the event that someone is hurt and you have been put on notice, uh, then the HOA gets sued and is is going to lose a lot of money. And uh, you have the homeowners that are going to sue the directors. So talk to an HOA attorney, and I think you have something there. I mean, they, you have to do something. Or hit a kid. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that'll straighten it out. Believe me, the first kid that you run over, they're going exactly. the, to change the policy. I mean, you know that. All right. We shall return. This is Handle on the Law. This is Handle on the Law. Great lawsuit in Italy. And uh, this has to do with uh, Western Kentucky University. A uh, 22-year-old senior uh, back then who was at WKU, uh, Western Kentucky, 
And he created a mascot for the school called Big Red. And it is sort of a, you know, an M&M kind of looking thing. And it's uh, kind of cute. It almost looks like some kind of a Muppet, like the Cookie Monster. Is pretty close uh, to what it does. And it has WKU across the front, the big eyes, uh, the open mouth. So anyway, uh, it turns out that there's an Italian TV character, Gabibo, uh, who looks an awful lot like Big Red. And so uh, the school and Ralph Carey sue uh, the company that owns Gabibo. And it is no small company. It's media set. It's an Italian in, in entertainment group. It is huge. And the suit claimed that uh, Big Red was stolen from Kerry and WKU by uh, the company Mediaset. And uh, the first decision the judge made saying that the two were similar but not exactly the same and therefore dismissed the lawsuit. Now... Let's talk about the appeal. Here's what's been brought up. The former prime minister of Italy was once the owner of Mediaset and still has a part ownership in Mediaset. And uh, that alone can cause the lower court to be biased. And I'll tell you what actually did it. And that is, there is a quote from Gabibo's creator, a guy by the name Antonio, Antonio Ricci, in a 1991 interview with a magazine in Italy, and a quote from him reads, there was this puppet called Big Red, who was the mascot of an American basketball team. The team is Western Kentucky University. It plays in minor uh, tournaments, but the puppet is cute. Big Red became Gabibo. Thank you. That's what did it. So the uh, court overturned the lower court's decision, and now it goes back to the lower court to uh, determine uh, what the damages are. And uh, the suit is asking for $450 million for Mediaset. I have a feeling that's probably not going to happen, but you can't argue, yeah, we got the idea, and actually it's the same character, and figure out that's going to fly. Let's take some phone calls. Marco. Hello, Marco. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Thank you for taking my call, Handle. Yes. Uh, I got served with the uh, summons uh, for a credit card bill. Yep. And the court date is not for a year. So I was wondering, what are my options? What could I do? Well, you start negotiating with a credit card company. Uh, if, okay. if you ignore it, you're going to go to court or you don't go to court and they're going to get a default judgment. So uh, they're a year away from a judgment. Start talking to them about uh, paying it off monthly, uh, reducing the amount of money, getting rid of the interest. Uh, There's a lot you got going because at the end of this, not only can you not ignore it, there will be a judgment against you for the full amount plus whatever penalties is in the contract plus the interest. How much money are you being sued for right now? Uh, 13000 Okay, it's going to be a lot more than that within a year. So if I talk to them uh, within a year and get this handled, they'll they'll lift the uh, they'll lift the uh, the court date. Yeah, that's I mean that's part of it. Okay, that's part of it. Now they may ask you to uh, sign a stipulation for judgment that if you don't make the payments, you get it. There, there's a judgment against you. How much in debt are you across the board, Marco? 
Just 13. Okay, 13. and you and you have a job, and you get money, and uh, you're not living on Social Security, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and are you making a decent living? Uh, decent. Not 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 de- not not the best, but decent. Okay. Uh, can I ask how much you get paid a year? I would say between uh, eighteen to twenty thousand. Yeah, it's not a lot. Uh, uh, you may want to talk about uh, bankruptcy, although it's it's. When's the last time you used the card? Uh, how long ago? Three years how many? Ago. Mo- three, three years ago? ago? You're fine then. Uh, you may want to talk about bankruptcy, maybe based on your income, or just cut a deal. And by the way, when you cut a deal. You say to them, hey, I, I make $18,000 a year. Even if you get a judgment against me, you're not going to collect much money. I make no money. So yes. let's let's see what we can do. And then just start negotiating with them. Awesome. 100 bucks a month for it. Well, that's going to take a long time. A couple hundred dollars a month, which is maybe they'll take 50 cents on the dollar. Maybe they'll take uh, 60 cents and no interest. Waive all the interest they've come up with. So there's a bunch of things you can do, and they'll talk to you. Yeah, they want their money. Yeah, of course they do. but uh, And you don't have any to give them. So yeah, now right. where do you go? So they, we want our money. You owe it. I couldn't agree with you more, Mr. Credit Card Company. Now, since I don't have any money and I don't earn enough money, where do you want to go with this one? Yes. Do you really want a judgment, which I'm going to go bankrupt uh, on at the end of this period anyway? Yeah, you've got, yeah. You've got, you've got some ammunition there. Oh, for sure. Uh, hello, Jeannie. Hi. Yes, Bill? ma'am. Yes. Okay, quickie here. I've got a revocable trust. I don't want it anymore. I want to put it in the garbage. Do I need to take any steps yeah. other than the garbage can? Yeah, you have to revoke it. Just because the document is uh, in the garbage can doesn't mean that the trust is not there. So let's talk about uh, what's in the trust. Have you transferred money? Have you transferred money or property into the trust? Yes. Okay, now you have to undo the trust. What you oh. have to do is one of two things. We have to do both things is revoke the trust uh, legally. In other words, a document that revokes the trust and take all of the property out of the trust. Then you can keep the trust and it doesn't matter because the trust has uh, no assets to distribute. Then it, uh, you can, then it doesn't matter what you really do. But you've got to get the property out of the trust. What do you have in the trust? Oh, yeah. Property. Yeah, you got to take it all out. The trustee, okay. as, as the trustee, you have to transfer the property from the trust to whoever, you probably, to Jeannie. Okay. Yeah. I'm to give it to my daughter. Then, uh, you, well, uh, is the daughter the beneficiary of the trust? Yes. Why would you uh, change the trust if you're going to give it to your daughter anyway? Why would I change the trust? Forget. Why would you do oh. it? If your daughter's getting the uh, property no matter what, and she's the beneficiary of the trust, why would you change it? Why would you want to revoke the trust? God, I don't know. Yeah. I don't some... <laughs> there's no good. There's no good reason. Uh, if if it all if it's all the same, you keep the the trust alive, and your daughter gets the trust. Or what you can do? Okay, and... but I, I have some ca- some cash, and I have four grandchildren. And I'm only giving it to two grandchildren. Okay, that's easy. I don't want the other two. Okay, then what you do is I'm assuming the trust says that it only goes to two of them, correct? No, it doesn't. Okay, I then have... cha- then you change the trust. You okay. you put right. a you amend the trust. Okay, I was trying to avoid seeing the attorney again. Uh, you got to see the attorney again if you're going to uh, okay. do it. Yeah, and it shouldn't be too much because all you're just changing is one of the terms of the trust. That's all. 
what you're doing okay. in the document is saying, I now remove uh, the, the name of the two people who I now hate, who happen to be horrible human beings and should <laughs> die and should die before I do. You can put any language in there you want. And uh, and then just uh, say, uh, and now the only beneficiaries of the trust are, and then your daughter and whoever else. Okay. Yep. Go see the attorney. I mean, that's uh, how much money are we talking about in terms of property and assets and all that, Gina? Oh, oh God, about five, five hundred. That's a, you know that's enough to spend uh, maybe a hundred two hundred dollars with on. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Bye, Jeannie. You. Welcome back to KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi there. Thank you. Uh, there is a bridge, a pedestrian bridge, that crosses the L.A. River right here in Burbank, right down the street from your studio right now. Uh, and the city, the Burbank City Council enacted an ordinance just about a year ago saying that you could not take your bicycle across the bridge. And the... Uh, and basically, the bridge—the bridge is built to cross, you know, to cross the LA River, uh, and and it goes up under the freeway after you cross the bridge. But their ordinance uh, says you can't even have a bicycle in your possession. Oh, which I so think you can't complete... you you can't physically carry it. Right. They, okay. What 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 happened was there was a sign on the bridge that said no bicycles for for years and years, and I guess uh, there was a. A huge blow up, a huge fight with some cyclists and some horseback riders. And the Rancho District there in Burbank, with all the horseback riders, they have a lot of pull with the city because one of the council members is is a does live in the Rancho. She's a Rancho resident, okay. And she does she is a horseback rider, so that she convinced the other council members to uh, you know to go along with her ordinance. But but basically, so it wasn't good enough that that the cyclists would, would dismount their bikes. Okay, and I got it. I got it. So what happens if you try carrying a uh, bicycle? Have you, have you tried it and gotten a ticket? Well, I, I still cross the bridge all the time walking my bicycle. Okay, and does... And, but I've never gotten a ticket, okay. but I know, someone that, I know someone that did. Okay, then that person, uh, that person is the one that has standing to take this thing legally. And until you get a ticket, uh, you have not been damaged. It's not you. And right. so uh, the the court will probably toss you out and say, "Hey, uh, Kevin, until you've been damaged, until you have something to talk about, get out of here." Now, uh, it could. Now, there's going to be. It, I think would be a successful attack on that ordinance uh, because it's overbroad and it's such a burden on bicyclists. I think that that would probably be held unconstitutional. However, right. uh, that's all in the appeals land, is what it is. And if you have a um, uh, if you have an ordinance that doesn't make a lot of sense, that's so burdensome, uh, and the city council just says too bad because of this council person, uh, it's going to be tough for you. Now you can plead not guilty if you get a ticket, and it depends on the judge. If I'm the judge, I'm going to, and I don't care what that law says because it's so overreaching. I'm going to say not guilty, Kevin. I mean, because what are, you, what are you supposed to do? You're bicycling, you have to get across, and you have no way of doing it. They've stopped right. you from doing it. I would hold that that law uh, doesn't apply uh, or is unconstitutional, it's just too burdensome. But uh, a lower court, I uh, can't say much. 
Or at least, right. no, no, that's not true. A lower court can make that decision, and then do they appeal it or not? Yeah, uh, get a ticket and start taking it to court. Plead not guilty. Well, well, the, the problem is it's 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 not really enforced. Well, then, uh, then, then there's no issue. Kevin, if it's not enforced, then leave it alone until it's enforced. Well, no, no, what I mean is it, it is enforced, but, but Burbank PD isn't really down there sitting at the bridge constantly day and night, but... Uh, but the but the horseback riders will sure uh, give you an earful. And, then let and them just say fine. Just let them say, hey, you know what? What can I tell you? It's it's unconstitutional. Right. So you know, is, just, there, is there is there any action that that I could take or anyone could take? Oh uh, yeah, you can now. Yeah, you can have a you can ask for a declaratory relief action, but uh, you know you 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 don't have standing for one thing, and it's a huge mess. It is. It's a very expensive process. And you're going to need lawyers involved, and a motion has to be filed. Just don't get a ticket, Kevin, and just scream at the horses. That's all you can do. Yell at the horses and uh, try to scare them, and hopefully they'll bolt, and uh, people will be thrown off the horses. And if you're very lucky, they'll be thrown off the bridges. Uh, that's that's what you want to do. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, Fell. Is that Fell or Thiel? It's Fell. Hey, Fell. All right. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Thanks, Bill. Hey, so I've got a question about fair use. Um, I'm interested in doing a uh, starting a nonprofit where I would create educational material um, that I would distribute via YouTube. So it would be publicly available. I'd make it available for free. and But I would want to use entire songs and maybe even entire videos or segments from old TV shows and things like that as part of this these courses and this program I would lay out. Am okay, and you and, and you're not and and no money is being paid. Not that it matters, but it's just thrown up there, right? It's just thrown up there, and I, I was going to actually, you know, create a nonprofit, create my own nonprofit. Well, I got um, news for and, you, Phil. It doesn't matter. You can't do that without permission of uh, the people that own the copyright. So, but how do then ed- educational institutions that are accredited, for example, I mean, they get away with, you can they can have fair use and they can use... Well, it depends on fair use. I, I don't know how that works, uh, but if you're talking about accredited educational, uh, you can, uh, and I don't know the law on this, and I don't know how it works, but I know you can't do it uh, because you're an individual and even you've created a nonprofit unless there's an exemption in the law that I don't know about. And fair okay. and fair use is pretty complicated stuff. For example, if you're a uh, if you're a news outlet and you're running something as and you're putting it out as news, that's right. fair use. Uh, for example, in uh, my talk radio show, uh, fair use when we're doing bumpers, introducing uh, various segments, we get sure. 15, we get fifteen seconds. Right after that's it. That's fair use. So uh, you want to talk to a copyright attorney on this? But I think you're out okay. of luck. I think you're just dead out of luck. Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Welcome. Bill, my parents are elderly, and Dad has a credit card debt of probably $25,000. Mom has her own credit cards in her own name. They don't sign together on their cards. When he passes, will they go after her for his debt? Uh, They might. They might, because uh, their argument is going to be that when the application was made, the reliance was on both of their incomes. Uh, okay. Now you have to look at the you have to look at the original application, and the original application application if it's only him and only using his uh, income, and she does uh-huh. she's not even mentioned, then I think uh, you, your dad should be okay. 
Okay, so when he passes, there's or no your mom should go. be okay. Yeah, you have to, that's yeah. the original. But but they don't go after dead people, Patricia. I mean, they okay. well for twenty five grand they might, but then uh, you just tell uh, these people that your uh, mom has no money. I mean, uh, does she have money? No, she's got no money. Okay, and how does she live? Well, that's why I thought they might try to go after the house after she goes. It's hard. No, it's hard. No, no, it's hard. I I, I don't think I'd worry about it. I think you're fine. Uh, yeah. This is Handle on the Law. You can see what things go naturally. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Welcome back for marginal legal advice. Uh, is that Bryn? Do I have that right? Hi. Hi, Bryn. So I was at Target last month, and I grabbed the front of my cart and felt something wet, and it was definitely human feces. Uh, They did nothing to help me. They told me to wait there, didn't get me a towel, got me a new cart. I was told that the bathrooms were out of order, so they sent me clear across the store to a family bathroom where I had to wait in line got in the bathroom, the sink wasn't working, there were no paper towels. Okay, so they really screwed up pretty badly, Bryn, didn't they? Yes. Okay, so what is your question? So I went to, well, my question is, they didn't file a report. You didn't or they didn't file a report? They didn't. I okay. went to the manager. All right, and what, okay, so they didn't file a report, so what's your question? Um, my question is, what is it worth to you to stick your hand in a stranger's feces for mm. about 40 minutes. What is it worth to me? I mean, how much would I pay for it? Uh, no, how much? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. See, <laughs> what is it worth to you, Bill? Uh, it's, Bryn, you're not going to yeah. get much. It's a drag. It's a horrible thing that happened, and uh, they screwed up pretty badly. But you know what? No harm, no foul, uh, and the sink wasn't working, so uh, what ended up happening? Uh, you took some paper towels, you wiped your hands, right? They they didn't have any paper towels. No, so, so. wait a sec. Two bathrooms are out of order. One bathroom that's open has no sink and no paper towels, correct? They had a, yes, a hand dryer. That's, but And no water. No water. Wow. I took a video of it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I would. here's what I would do. I mean, there's not a lawsuit here, uh, Bryn, but I would contact management at uh, Target if, in fact, this happened and go up as, hard, as far as you want. And if it did happen, uh, you can tell them, hey, you know what? Do you really want me to go on the Internet? Because this is one of those things that might go viral. Okay. That's what I would do. And then just call them. And, uh, if they, again, it has to be true. And otherwise, you're looking for you're looking at them being very upset with you, and uh, then uh, they'll start probably offering you things, uh, you know, a shopping cart that doesn't have human feces on it. That's for starters. <laughs> uh, they may offer you uh, a discount coupon or coupons or a gift card, uh, but there's no lawsuit here, Bryn. I mean, you just weren't damaged enough. I mean, it's a drag. I mean, it's horrible, but you didn't get sick. Uh, you, you know, there's no diseases they came up. And as far as emotional damages, I mean, and you can go to a shrink and say, my life is over. I've had, I have nightmares now. I can't go to the bathroom anymore for fear, uh, that I'll be putting my hands all over the place and getting crap on it. Uh, and therefore you'll never sleep and you're hysterical. I mean, you could do that, uh, which people do, although that's going to go no place. Bryn, uh, you know, <laughs> 
You know what I want to say? I mean, the perfect line is, of course, uh, yes, uh, blank feces happens. Right? All right. right. End of the day, just uh, go up up the food chain and see what you uh, which where you can go. And usually they'll come to the table if uh, if management uh, realize that's what happened. I mean, they're going to certainly they're not going to go oh, too bad, Bryn. Uh, I would, but uh, certainly management wouldn't. Hello, Austin. Uh, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. So, so check this out. Uh, I I I, I were, I'm, I've recorded a phone call that I uh, uh, called into a local corporate business, uh, and uh, I wanted to post. I wanted to release the audio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're uh, saying. So, what's your question, Austin? My question is, is, is am I am I uh, in any way, shape, or form uh, possibly subject to receiving like a lawsuit? Yep, or, you sure are, uh, Austin. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal to record. A, it's illegal to record a phone call without the other side agreeing to it. Now, every state is so, different. Uh, where there are a lot of states, some are. You don't need the other side to uh, consent, but here in California, you do. I wouldn't do it. And if you're talking about who, which one, uh, which uh, did you record uh, a phone call from whom? Who were you calling? Okay, so let, let's just put it this way: Pet Boys. Oh, I wouldn't do that. They have money. Yeah, Austin. But the reality is, is uh, if there's a, 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 a like, if it's it's like obvious that it it could be overheard by someone else, or it doesn't matter. Like, We're talking about recording, Austin. Overheard or not, it's recorded. And why did you record the phone call uh, with Pep Boys? Well, because they're lying to people. About what? They're lying. Well, it's not a question of they're lying to people. It's only a question of they lied to you. What did they lie to you about? Well, they're 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 just being dishonest. How so? How so? Tell me. Tell me in what way they're being dishonest. So they're probably, probably... Using recycled oil. Ooh, yeah, probably is, Austin, probably is (laughs) uh, not a good thing to say when you're talking about a legal issue. So when you say they're using recycled oil. uh, Without disclosing. Yeah, well, hold on. Okay, so what is the phone call that you've recorded? How does that connect? Just basically, you know. Like a, you know, I asked him. I said, "Hey, how many customers would expect to get recycled oil that you guys that he stated he's putting in?" And what did market? he say? Denied it, right? Well, he said not many. Not many. And you're going to well, use, and you're going to use, and you're going to use that to say they use recycled oil, correct? I was hoping so. Yeah, not going to happen, Austin. Not only is that there. illegal, if that goes public, uh, you're going to get your ass sued off for slander. And they're going to win, Austin. And do you really want to be sued by Pep Boys? Well, I just want them to be honest with customers. You, well, you know, no, no. Yeah, what do you care about customers? You care about you. Of course. Okay. And I so, care about the customers. Well, so. then you know what? Then open up a, a Pep Boys alternative and say, we don't recycle our oil like other people do. That, and as long as you don't mention names... Okay. Okay, and just go and uh, right. just open up a company, and that way you won't get sued. Okay. Okay, you're a moron. The only thing that would be worse is we do a peppy job of changing your oil. 
Our boys are peppy about changing your oil. We can do a lot of stuff on that one, can't we? Alan. Hello. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Um, I'm 79 years old. I've outlived all the heirs that are listed in my will. I'd like to know if I can just make out a quit deed quit claim to somebody. Deed to who? Yeah, quit claim well, to, uh, you know, whoever I wanted to just leave my yeah, property. Yeah, you can make out a, even, uh, I got news for you. Even if uh, the will said that someone gets the property, you can quit claim it to someone else all day long. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's your so property. Words, it just isn't in the will. After you've quit claimed it and just given it to someone else, there's yeah. nothing to distribute in terms of your house. You always have the right to That's do that. Okay, then another question. Do I have to have it authenticated or whatever you call it? You quit know, claim, yeah, yeah, you've got to have a, oh, yes. You have to have the, a quit claim deed has to be notarized. You bet. Notarized. Yep. Notarized, okay. Where can I get one? Uh, off the Internet. Oh, okay. Real easy. You get a form off the Internet. You fill it out, and uh, you it has to be recorded. So you fill it yep. out. You have it notarized. You send it to the county recorder's office, and all of a sudden your new person owns the property. Uh, is there yeah. is there a mortgage on the property, Alan? No, no. It's oh, there. that's easy. That's really easy. Not a problem. Okay, but what if I want to wait? You know, like I'm in good health. You know, then I'm, wait. I'm, I'm, then wait, I'm, Alan. You can wait yeah. as long as you want. It's your call. Yeah. You know, okay. Don't, yeah. yeah well, don't worry well, about it. Don't worry about it. You. It's your call. Thank now, you. I'm assuming the property is not in a in a trust, is it? No. It's oh, not you're in fine. A trust. Then you're fine. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and if I want to, I can change the quit deed to that, somebody else. No, no, it's it's called a quit claim deed, not quid. Yeah. Uh, that's a pound, quit. okay? That's that's a pound quit. in England. It's Q-I-T. Quit. Yes, quit claim deed, and you can give your house to anybody you want. But once you've yeah. given it to someone, Alan, it's not yours to do anything anymore. It's over. You're done. Okay. There so is no there's no buyer's remorse here, okay? Or there's okay, no giver's I'll, remorse. Uh, I have to wait until I get ready to conk. Out, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can do that, too. Sure, why not? Yeah, but how do you time that? That's what I want to know. Uh, because if you can time it, then it gets really good. Any uh, retirement you have, any savings, you time it. And you get a, I just, So the trick is to be broke about a day before you die. That's the magic. But if it's the truth, this is... KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel here, and welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, hey, Chris, welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, I hired a, uh, a legal, paralegal person to help me with a conservatorship for my mother. And the gentleman, I, I told him, you know, since he wasn't getting anything done, I told him I didn't want to have his service anymore. He told me to come back the next day. He cut me a check back for the $600 that I gave him. That never happened. I got a hold of his secretary a week or so later. She said that she would talk to him. Still haven't heard nothing back. I was just wondering, do you know if there's anything I can do? Yeah, you can sue in small claims court. Here was my question. It was He, he did the work as a business, correct? You didn't hire him. Uh, as someone working for you, you went for no. him for a sir. Okay, yeah. Then you go to small right. claim. Then that was where I was uh, going to go because if that was the case that you hired him as an employee, then you're out of luck. But sure, oh. just take him to small claims court and uh, you just yeah, that's all you do is file a lawsuit, small claims court. So you'll get your six hundred dollars back, assuming he did nothing, and you'll also get the filing fees and uh, the uh, cost of service. So you'll be fine. Oh, yeah, you'll be uh, fine. Okay. Six hundred dollars for uh, what was it? A divorce? 
Why don't you just go on the internet and do it for 200 bucks? and what do you do, fire yourself? Uh, fair enough. Uh, Marie. Hi, Marie. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Yes, ma'am. I live in an apartment complex. I've been here two and a half years. And recently I have had a few of the residents approach me, um, not at the same time, but telling me that the manager here has told them that I am a methamphetamine addict. That's fantastic. How old are you, Marie? 64. There aren't too many 64-year-old meth addicts that I've ever met. (laughs) Usually you're pretty dead by then. Uh, So uh, the manager is, does anybody believe it? Well, um, apparently at first, because they didn't know me at the time. Um, And one of them is a neighbor of mine with three little girls. She kind of knew me, but I had a lot of interaction with the little girls. I just love them. All right, Marie. All, that, uh, all right, let me let me holding be holding them back from me. Okay, is she holding them back from you now? No. Okay, so at this point, nobody believes the manager. Mm, correct. All right, you're fine. Uh, if nobody believes it, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, you can get a cease and you can get a cease and desist letter. Uh, you can get an injunction, uh, restraining order against the manager. But you really want to do that? You know, you want to spend uh, hundreds of dollars to go to court, if not a couple thousand dollars to hire a lawyer. I mean, is it worth it? If no, no one, if no one believes it, Marie, there's no harm, no foul. Everybody just thinks the manager's nuts. That's all. Well, yes. Um, so that's it. So what do you want? To, what do you want to happen, Marie? Of this. What do you want to happen? What do you want to happen? I'd like her called on the carpet for it. Okay, then call her on the carpet. Then you write her a letter saying, "I'm gonna. If you don't stop it, I'm gonna sue you. I'm gonna sue okay. you for. I'm gonna sue you for slander, calling me a meth addict. You can't do that if it's not true. I'm not a meth addict. How would you like to get sued? I think it's worth. <laughs> you tell her. I think it's worth half a million dollars. What do you think? And why don't you go to a lawyer before I sue you and ask a lawyer how liable you are? That may stop her, Marie. Well, I, I did confront her with it. And what did she uh, say? Last month. And what did she say? And she denied it. Okay, she, that's easy. So you could. They were lying. Okay, well, you say, that's great. Do you want to tell it to a court when all of them are going to say that that's what you said? Okay. That's get a little aggressive, okay? Okay. And where do you buy your meth? <laughs> no, she's a meth addict. You could just tell the way she's talking. Give me a break. She's an old meth addict, is what she is. Ron, hi, Ron. Yes. Welcome to Handle on the uh, on the Law. Thank you. Uh, my question is: I, I used to work for this large company, and they had a contract uh, for us to do. And in order for us to fulfill that contract, we had to be union. Okay. So they asked me to join the union. So I joined the union, and then after the contract was over, a few months later, my company was bought out by an even bigger company. And because we were union, uh, they let us go. All the union, wait a second, all the union members were fired? Yes. And only the union members were fired? Yes. Okay, it's time to go to the union. And uh, they're they're the ones. It's going to be the union attorneys that are going to go after these people. You, oh. you can't you can't do it on your own, Ron. This is not something that you're going to be able to pull off. 
you have to okay. go you have to go to the union and say we all got fired because we are in the union and there may be all kinds of issues going on there uh oh. well while you're not a protected class uh in terms of race religion all of that it, because right. all of all of you got fired it's si- simply yeah. because your union and when the contract is over effectively they fired everybody um i think there's a real problem that they have with that go to the union and just uh, okay. talk to your union rep, and the union rep will probably say you're a meth addict. All right, uh, we'll take a break. This is Handle on the Law. KFI Handle here on a uh, Saturday morning. We're on until 11 o'clock, 6 to 11 o'clock uh, every single Saturday. Let's just get right to it. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Hey, here's a case that um, I have uh, not seen before. Uh, There is uh, a man by the name of Eric Abramovitz, who is currently with the Nashville Symphony in Tennessee. He's a Canadian citizen. He's a clarinetist who, in 2013, applied to study at, here in L.A., the Coburn Conservatory of Music. And it's uh, one of uh, the most well-respected music academies out there and he filed a lawsuit in Canada where he'd been studying the clarinet since he was seven and had won many awards so he had hoped to study at the conservatory under uh, an internationally renowned clarinet clarinet teacher by the name of Yehuda Gilad I'm assuming Israeli and Yehuda Gilad accepts uh, only two clarinet students per year and that's after a live edition the conservatory not only agreed to or he agreed to have uh, him as a student, but the conservatory offered him a full scholarship to study with Gilad. So what happened? His acceptance email comes in. His girlfriend intercepts it and deletes it. Wow. Uh, he also, uh, she also uses email address to decline the scholarship. She made up a fake email address uh, using Gilad's name, the Israeli clarinetist, that said uh, that uh, he wasn't accepted at Coburn, but he could attend the University of Southern California with a small scholarship. So he sued her. He sued her for fraud. And uh, the judge granted a default judgment. She didn't even show up. And the court said uh, and noted that he had lost a unique and prestigious prestigious educa- educational opportunity that would have advanced his career. And the instructor, Gilad, uh, stated in an affidavit that Abramovitz was the victim of an unthinkable immoral act that delayed his progress and achievement as an up-and-coming young musician. $200,000 a woman has been ordered to pay. Now, I'm hoping that the school uh, allows him to come in the next year under the scholarship, not only because he deserves it, uh, as uh, the school and uh, Yehuda Gilad said, but also because he was so screwed over and so disappointed. I hope he gets it next year. All right, let's take some phone calls. All right, Alan. Hi, Bill. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, so uh, I called in. I have an upscale condo in Anaheim, and I rented out to a tenant. I got an interesting letter from the board this week. 
they, uh, they believe my tenant is running an, uh, an illegal activity. They think she's an escort. As in a prostitute? Yes. And uh, your contention is there's something wrong with that? <laughs> well, my contention is I'm not sure uh, lega- legally what, what I can do. Um, the board's asking to come in next month to speak with them about you can, it. You can speak and, with them uh, and say that's not my... Myself with, what, what, what do I do here? Well, I, actually, you, you don't evict her based on the fact that you think she's a hooker? Well, I'm not sure. I don't think I can, right? No, I don't think you can either. I think that's a wrongful eviction. Now you can evict for... Now you can evict... Hang on a minute. There's a couple things that she's doing. She's wedging a door open down the staircase, you know, for men to come in and out. So I'm sure from that that point, uh, I can can stop her from doing that. You can do that. I I just don't know. You could probably evict her for that once you give her a warning. And as a matter of fact, if it's not rent control, you can probably throw her out for any reason and uh, just say... I'm just throwing you out just because I want to throw you out. You have the right to do that. But you don't want to do anything illegal. You don't want to do a discriminatory act. You cannot say I'm throwing you out because you okay. are Hispanic okay. so, or so, black. So, so, unless, unless um, I mean, can I, should I have them call the police when somebody is in the sure, unit or, sure. or anything? Yeah, you can do that. I don't care. Uh, and it, <laughs> But it doesn't matter. You can evict her anyway. Or how, uh, how much is she paying in rent? She pays me just a little under 2000 a month. And... Uh, well, you know what? If I were you, uh, I'd cut a deal. Is she good? Is she good? Is she good looking? <laughs> She's a nice, young, attractive little girl. It's a little weird. She rents a two bedroom and pays me in cashier's checks. But I mean, she pays the rent, keeps it nice, keeps it nice. All right. Well, you know, the board. It depends on how upset the board's going to get. But if you have a good tenant there, and uh, there really isn't a problem, I'm assuming other tenants are complaining to the board. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can just tell the board, I can't prove that. You know, that's a hell of an allegation to make. She can have just a lot of gentlemen callers. Why not? She's allowed to have right. gentlemen. Maybe she's a massage therapist. Maybe. I well, I probably can't do a business there either because that's a light, that's a business and you can't do business in a, in a residential. Oh, but maybe, that's true. But maybe that's true. she just has some good friends who are male. <laughs> and uh, so I would tell that to the board. I'd go, hey, you know what? Until it's proved, I got to tell you, I, I'm not going to throw her out. That's not fair, just because someone has male friends who are all right. 30 years older than she is and who they say they're <laughs> visiting their niece. Hey, there you go. You never know. You never know. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, I would be a little careful about that. Now, the good news is that he can toss her for any reason he wants, unless it's a rent control situation. Ah, uh, how much fun is that? Mavis! Hello, is it Malvis or Mavis? Malvis. Malvis. What a name that is, Malvis. Yeah. What? Yeah, a, I don't what, know what the hell? Yeah. No about. kidding. What <laughs> world? Yeah. What planet are they on? All right, Malvis. What can yeah. I do for you? Or, 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 or how much did they have? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Go for it. All right. What can I do? Okay. Uh, so the situation is, uh, my daughter uh, was born, um, and the mother of my my daughter. She signed up for uh, welfare, and uh, so she was receiving uh, stamps and uh, cash aid and everything like that. So um, the question is, uh, fast forward, come to find out she's given them my information after signing an affidavit that I was not the father of the child um, when my daughter was born. And now the the Department of uh, Social Services, the Child Child Protective 
part. Uh, Department of Social Services, they're, they're seeking uh, garnishment for my check. But, they're, they're, but hold on, there hasn't, but there hasn't been a declaration that you're the father. At this point, the only proof that, uh, or the only indication that you're the father is that you're not the father, correct? All they have is an affidavit right. saying you're not the father and your name is not on the birth certificate. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, then that's, it's, correct. that's crazy then. Uh, then you simply right. say, hey, I'm not the father. Look at the birth certificate. You know what? Why don't you grab right. someone else on the street? And I assume you've done that, correct? I have not. This is this has all just happened within the all last right. month. And so did now they write I'm you? Out what's right. my next move. Got it. And they've written you a letter, or they have sued you. They actually sent me an invoice. All right, you, got it. You write. And how much do they want? Uh, well, twelve thousand dollars is the total. Um, that that is attributed to current child support and rearage. All right. Well, current child support, I don't know how they're going to get child support. That's uh, pursuant to a court order on the child support issue. But, no, they can actually go after that. That's true. Uh, you're there? Oh, uh, we lost him. He dropped out. But uh, the answer to that is a letter gets written back saying, I'm not the dad. I'm absolutely not the father. What are you doing? What kind of proof do you have? What, the birth certificate that says I'm someone else is the father? How about the letter, the affidavit under the penalty of perjury says, I'm not the father. And if it's Mr. Smith who is writing you, I would say, hey, I think you're the father. Why don't we try that one? Now, that's what I, now if they ask for and uh, the Department of Social Services uh, asks for a DNA test and actually go and sues and asks for the DNA test and the judge grants it, then that's a different issue. Good good luck, huh? Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More simulating talk Bill Handel on a Saturday morning. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Robert! Hello, Robert. Welcome. Yeah, Robert, you're up. Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, no, it's... Yes, sir. Yes, go ahead. Is there a magical answer or a definitive trigger as to when a small business operating as a DBA should either go LLC or incorporate? No. Every person I talk to has got a different answer. Yeah, no, there's no no magical time. Uh, I'll tell you when the time is. At what point do you want to not have personal liability? And that that moment when you don't want to have personal liability, that's when you file for the LLC uh, or a corporation and you get out of a DBA. Now, part of the decision is you are going to have to pay at least $800 corporation tax or LLC tax in the state of California, and you have to file a separate tax return. Which is just paperwork and money. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's paperwork and money and uh, what happens is, in order for you to pay that, that's what you give up. But what you gain is a uh, a pr- protection from creditors and protection from liability because it's not you that gets sued. It turns out to be the company, the corporation. With the DBA, it's you. It's you. There's no difference between a DBA and you individually. It is you. Now, One and the same. Yeah, Can I absolutely. Understand the- now, is there a magical trigger between LLC versus no, 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 no. You have to file for the corporation. That's all. You dissolve the DBA. That's the only yeah, you dissolve the DBA, uh, and I don't know how one does that. And you simply file for uh, establish a corporation. You do it on the internet. Takes nothing. But that's the answer. Uh, I'm a big fan of corporations. Uh, 
I know it costs, and I know you have to do a tax return, but I, I think it's a small price to pay for that kind of protection. Hello, Sandy. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, my neighbor's tree is cracking my wall. Okay. And, and it's been going on for 10 years, and it's wider at the top. That's how you can tell that the roots are pushing it up. And now it's there's a planter in front of the wall, and there's a small wall in front of the planter. Now it's cracking the small wall. And they say it's not their tree. And it's on so, their, wait a second, and it's on, and it's it on, years, wait a second. I don't and know it, what to do about it. It is on their property? Yes, it's on their property. Well, how do you it's say, on the other side of okay, my wall. How do you say it's not your tree if it's on your property? They, they say it's not their tree that's causing my wall to crack. Ah, so you didn't say they that. They say the, it's, the okay. ground is, ah, okay. you know, I understand. Settling. Okay, now I get it. I just I just misunderstood. Got it. So they're saying it's not their tree yeah, that's causing the damage. Yeah, and now it's headed towards the pool. Okay. It's, it's about three feet from the pool now well, since it's you, cracking the, the small wall. All right. Wall. You have to take care of it, so you have someone come in and tell you how much it's going to cost to fix all of that and to cut the roots, and you let them know you are destroying my property. And if you think that it's not your tree... That's doing it, and you think it's the dirt settling, let them go to court and prove that it's the dirt. Because you're going to go to court and say, this is what it's going to cost to fix it. This is what it's going to cost to straighten all of this out. And it's your fault, and you get an expert to say that that is. The guy who's going to do the repair work, uh, the guy who may or may not cut the roots of their tree that's, that's going to destroy your swimming pool and your wall, and have them come in with some kind of an expert and say, oh, no, it's the ground settling. But, you know, they're not going to spend that kind of money. Because to have that kind of an expert to make that point, that's not cheap. Because you can attack the hell out of that. And so uh, you're going to get into a neighbor's fight. But the bottom line is, uh, unless it is clearly uh, the ground settling, and it's kind of interesting that it's only, it only settles that one part and the ground is settling where it goes right into the swimming pool... And, exactly. when, and when someone opens it up and goes, there's the root, and you take pictures of the root coming out and saying, that's not the problem, it's not your root, even though there it is, I think they've got a ways to go. So, so I basically yeah. have to take them to court. Oh, absolutely. Oh, they're not going to okay. of course. What else are they going to, who else is going to happen? What, who else is going to do it? What, they're going to volunteer all of a sudden? Eileen. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Hi. My question is, it's regarding contract law. I have 24-hour care for my mother, and I was given notice last month, I was given two-day notice, that it would increase. And I have not signed a new contract, and I have now received a bill for the past month and a half, and three weeks of it does reflect the new amount. Mm-hmm. Am I liable to stick with the new well, amount, even though I haven't signed the new well, contract? Hang on. What does the contract, the first one you signed, say? Is there a date certain in which it ends or they can raise the rent or raise the, no, uh, the care? No, it does not show anything on there about that. Okay, and uh, when does it end? It's, it's ongoing. There was nothing that said it ended. It so is it's not a, a contract. It's not a contract. Uh, yes, correct, on the contract. It's not a contract. If there's no end date, uh, it's it goes in perpetuity, and what it is is simply an agreement that you will pay X dollars and simply explain what you're going to get for X dollars. And, yes, they can give you uh, two days' notice. They can give you one day's notice. 
Okay. Just because you haven't signed the new one doesn't matter that you signed the last one. They, they're, okay. What they're telling you is this is what it's going to cost now. Thank you. And you say, but I have a contract. Go, no, you don't. You have a piece of paper that explains what we're going to charge you and what we're going to do, and there isn't a word about an end date. There's no word about this contract is good for X number of years or months. So uh, you don't have a contract. So you're out of luck. So mom's going to die without care. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday and welcome back to Handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Julie. Hello, Julie. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey there, Bill. I have a situation. Me and a business partner owned a business in an S-Corp for many years. And last year, I was bought out. And I have a signed agreement that I am released of all current or future liability as it relates to this business. I recently learned that this business is now closed, and I also recently learned that um, my former business partner is now being sued by a former employee for non-payment of overtime going back three years. My question is, am I personally liable? Well, you may be. Uh, it's, it's, it was a DBA. Is, is it a corporation? Well, they're, yes, they're suing the corporation. Right. Okay. So, no, you, you wouldn't be personally liable. I think you're okay on that one. Just the corporation. Okay, because my, my former business partner said that they, the attorney claimed that that person was now personally going to be liable since the corporation is now closed. No, I don't think so, uh, especially if it happened during the course of the corporation. I don't believe that's the case, uh, but uh, you have to wait for the lawsuit to hit. Uh, and uh, how much money you're, is being asked for. I mean, they haven't hauled you in yet as an individual, correct? Correct. All right, then you wait for that, and then you deal with it. I, I've gone through that mess, too, with employees, and it, uh, labor law is very, very expensive uh, to deal with. And uh, the problem in California, it's a mess in California if you're an employer, if you're a business owner in California. They make it so difficult because the laws are so geared towards protecting the employee that uh, employers get virtually screwed every time. David. Hey, David. You're up. Welcome. Yes. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Bill, four years ago, I foolishly took some bad advice from a credit agency and stopped paying on my credit credit cards. I have I heard recently that I owe $15,000 from this credit card company, do I still have an obligation to pay? All right. First of all, you heard recently, uh, did you get a letter? Did you get a lawsuit? No, no letter. Just saying, uh, just trying to make a payment plan for me. Okay. Uh, I don't understand. Who was trying to make a, a payment plan for you? Was it a uh, collection agency? Yes, um, yes, it's a collection agency. All right, they can argue all they want. Did they? Uh, you just ignore it. You say, "I'd like to see whatever uh, paperwork you have." Just send me a copy of the oh. paperwork, and they may or may not. I mean, a lot of times they go, "We don't have to send you a copy of the paperwork. Uh, we uh, we just can settle it right now." First of all, you do not spend any money. You don't send them a dime. That's important. Second of all, let. When they gave you the bad advice, whatever company gave you bad advice, how many years ago has it been? How many years has it been since you made the last payment on that credit card? 
Yes, very bad advice. Yeah, but how many years ago, when did you make the last payment? Four years, one month. Got it. They can't. You're fine. All they can do now is sue you, and the statute of limitations has run. And you can tell them that. Just say, you know something? It's been over four years since I made my last payment. You've got no place to go. The statute has run. Now, they're going to come up with some crapola. Oh, no, it hasn't. The law has just changed. Our records show that you made uh, the payments before that uh, or after that, and the contract's still good. You go, fine, send me, send me some paperwork. They're not going to. And they may end up suing you, and if they're suing you past the statute, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go even further than that. I'm going to have you, when they say, make me uh, make a payment, you memorialize it. You find out, who am, I, who am I speaking to? Give me an email address. Give me an address. And you write saying, this is memorializing what we're putting down, what we talked about. I asked when the last payment was made. You refused to tell me. My records show that it's over four years. You said it doesn't matter. I said, if you sue me, I'm going to go after you. You said whatever you said. Make sure it's in writing. And uh, let's see if they're going to sue you on this. Probably not. That's my guess. Especially if you act aggressively. What they do is they go after very vulnerable people. And will say things like, you know what, just make a $5 payment. You know, just make a small payment just to show good faith. Second you make that payment, boom, you're back on the books. You have four more years in which they can sue you. And would they do that? Would they do that? No. Not credit card folks or not collection agencies. Hello, George. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I had a question. Um, My daughter got caught like an accessory. Um, Some kids she was with got caught stealing a $21 earrings. So they want... This lawyer office is, uh, that represents the store wants five wanted five hundred dollars as as uh, civil civil punishment, I guess. Yes. For her being an accessory. Yes. What I want to know is, um, well, I ignored it once. Now they want seven fifty. I mean, if I keep ignoring it, actually, I didn't ignore it. I go, I, I'm not going to pay five hundred dollars. I mean, I'll give you one fifty, but they won't take that. Well, where does one fifty come out of? Where, well, I just—I mean, I don't know. I just try to make something. Oh, okay, I see. Some you, kind you, of offer. Got it. You offered one fifty, and now they want seven hundred and fifty dollars. Now they want seven fifty because it already passed the twenty days. What my concern is is it going to go up? I Probably. Think it's take me to court. Probably. Now let me. Uh, when they say she was an uh, she was an accessory, will the gal who got popped say she had nothing to do with it? Well, she was with the kid that got caught. I don't know about what happened to the other kid, to be honest. So if she was part of it and she admits, yeah, I was there and I saw it happen, whatever, yeah, they can pretty well nail you. Now, can they go to 750? I don't know. Is it the 20 days or 21 days? I don't know that either. But the first $500, they're absolutely entitled to get. And it may it used to be $275 or $375. Under the law, shopkeepers are allowed to collect that money as a civil settlement, and it, it, they're allowed to do that. Okay. So, so uh, it's. Uh, so you suggest I should just. No, I suggest. No, no, I suggest you look it up. 
Okay. I suggest you look up uh, exactly what they're allowed to charge, and I think it's called the Shopkeeper's Civil uh, Law or Civil Collection. I have no idea. You can look it up. Just sort of start throwing AdWords up there and, and see, because there is a statutory limit. And I don't think it's $750. And them saying, if you don't pay within 20 days, we can up it. I don't believe that is uh, the case. This is Handle on the Law. Say what you want, say what you this is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. Welcome back. And welcome back to Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hey, Brad. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yeah, yes, so, sir. I'm sorry? Go ahead. I was driving down the street on, well, it was a freeway. I look up and I see a billboard that I kind of recognize the picture. I, I got off the freeway and turned around and had to go through it again and see it for myself. And sure enough, it was me used for an advertisement for, for an airline for trips to Hawaii, and it was a picture of me with my surfboard in Hawaii, a picture that I didn't know existed. And who do you think took that picture? That's kind of wild. Who what? Who, where do you think they got that picture? Uh, from somebody in the, in a bush or on the beach or something. I'm not looking at the camera. It's it's me and a buddy just walking down the beach. Okay. So uh, it's a, a company that does Hawaii trips. Yeah, yeah, it's an airline, a big, big airline. I don't know if you want me to say it. Yeah, I don't care. It's uh, Hawaiian Airlines. I would have guessed it's Hawaiian Airlines going to Hawaii <laughs> as opposed to Turkish Airlines, for example, or airlines that come out of uh, Kazakhstan. All right, so with that being said, uh, you can, and this is, not, it's, this is all not that easy to do. Uh, you can go to a copyright trademark attorney because they clearly violated... Uh, basic copyright law and using your likeness without your permission for commercial purposes. And uh, they're going to start finding out. I mean, the good news, you have deep pockets there and uh, they, they have to figure out where they got that photo and probably some advertising agency that got the photo or picked it up somewhere and uh, yeah. did, did not pay. So you have to do a little bit of research. And then the issue becomes... How much money are you going to get, and how much money do they make off of you? So the bottom line is that's a mess in terms of uh, the, uh, my God, that noise in the background is killing me. But in terms of uh, how much money it's worth, who knows? But, uh, you know, you got a major airline there. You have a major billboard company. Uh, there's probably a major advertising agency because, you know, a company like Hawaiian Airlines is certainly not going to hire schlock. So, uh, yeah, there, there's probably something there. And so uh, you go to an attorney that knows uh, what the hell is uh, what's going on there. All right, Don. There you are, Don. What's going on? Hi, I am in the business of uh, buying and selling used office equipment. And I uh, put in a bid, a proposal to purchase used office furniture company from a corporation. Uh, the bid was accepted and signed and sent back to me. And when I went to go pick it up, I uh, discovered that they had resold that furniture to a different company because somebody came in and offered them more money. After you had a signed um, contract. And so I was, do I have a case against them as far as damages? Because yeah. I had resold that furniture 
Oh, you, you know, are, to an end user. You had already resold and, uh, that furniture. How much money were you going to make on on that sale? I was going to make thirty five hundred dollars on your, that. That's there's your uh, there are your damages. You, sh- okay. you show the court and, uh, that you show that the, here's the contract. Here's my sales order. Here's the difference in uh, the price. Uh, here it is, uh, $5,000, let us say $10,000. I'm paying $13,500 on selling. Those are the damages. You take a small claims court. They're, uh, other than the, if there's anything else going on, I'd like to know, but I can't see it. Yeah, the uh, uh, in my uh, proposal, I did put down that it was for the purpose of resale. and It you know, doesn't even uh, matter what the purpose are. If you can buy it, you buy it. If they said they're yeah. going to sell it to you and you have a signed contract and they don't sell it to you, you have a breach. doesn't matter what reason. You can burn it up. You can keep it for yourself. You can give it away. You can give it to charity. That doesn't matter. So, yes, uh, it's a small claims uh, suit, and you have a solid there. All right, Penny. Bill. Yes, ma'am. I have a boyfriend. If. He did something really stupid years and years ago. He needed surgery, so he used his buddy's insurance because he didn't have his own. And it was for a very unusual surgery. He felt like he had to do it. He couldn't wait anymore, so they just did it. Oh, I have to. Wait, 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 wait. What is the unusual surgery? You start with that one. Where do you think I'm going to go? What kind of surgery that was so unusual? He had three nipples. He had three nipples. So, uh, did he? So, I don't understand. Did he have a nipple added uh, to his body? Did I make him? That would have been a good. That would have been a good one. No, he had. He had three nipples. One. One nipple had a brother nipple about two inches down, and it grew a mustache, and it had black hairs growing out the bottom. So uh, he, do you have pictures? Uh, it, no, no. Do you have? Uh, do he you... was no longer interested in keeping it. So yeah, I understand that. But did he have pictures? I, I, I want... do have a photo. You have to send it to me. Well, I, I, I might do that. No, no. You have to send it to me. Uh, absolutely, you have to absolutely send this to me. Well, I, okay, I will I will promise you because I met you years ago and you were so nice to me. Yes, I was. So, uh, therefore, you uh, absolutely send it to me. Okay, so with that in mind, uh, let's move on. Go ahead. So he had the insurance. Oh. So he had the insurance. Okay. He used his friend's insurance fraudulently to have said nipple removed. Yes, and now the friend has gotten back together with my, my boyfriend and the the comment came up. Remember what we did years ago. How many years so, ago? How many years ago? It's been thirty five years. Oh, that doesn't. You know, we're done. They're well, done. he wants. It. There's no. There's no, no way. That, no way. No way. Not after thirty five years. Absolutely no way. Okay. Yeah. What if he, my boy, my boyfriend feels real guilty and wants to know if he can make amends to the insurance company? He's an idiot. It was so well, long ago, it was so long ago, the insurance company probably has no record of it to begin with, and he's going to have to go and say, this is what happened. They have to go back and find out what it cost. Records that are 35 years old? Uh, I don't think so. Tell can him. I tell you one, can I tell you one thing, Bill? Yes. I kind of missed that third nipple. I'll bet you do. Wow, I need a picture. There's a pervert for you. A nipple with a mustache. Not just a nipple. A nipple with a mustache. 
Hmm. I could make all kinds of, at this point, Armenian jokes. I can make Greek jokes. I could make, no, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. This is Handle on the Law.